Good morning and welcome to our service uh, from the Burnham Benefice this Sunday, which is the ninth Sunday after Trinity, and our service this morning comes from St Clement's Overy. Uh, after a short moment of quiet, we will have an introduction from Henrietta and Tom. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, so that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, The first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, 
to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us therefore confess our sins in penitence and in faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments, and to live in love and in peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour, in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life. To the glory of your name. Amen. May the Father of all mercies cleanse you from your sins, restore you in his image, to the praise and glory of his name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We say the Gloria according to the words in the Book of Common Prayer. Glory be to God on high, and in earth peace, goodwill towards men. We praise thee, we bless thee, we worship thee, we glorify thee, we give thanks to thee for thy great glory, O Lord God, Heavenly King, God the Father Almighty. O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sittest at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For Thou only art holy, Thou only art the Lord, Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art the Most High, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. And so the collect for this, the ninth Sunday after Trinity. Almighty God, who sent your Holy Spirit to be the life and light of your church, open our hearts to the riches of your grace, that we may bring forth the fruit of the Spirit, in love and joy and peace, through Jesus Christ your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the first book of Kings, chapter 19, starting at verse 9. At Horeb, the Mount of God, Elijah came to a cave and spent the night there. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. He said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire... A sound of sheer silence. 
When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Then there came a voice to him that said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I've been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars and killed your prophets by the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. Then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive, you shall anoint Hazael as king over Aram. Also, you shall anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, as king over Israel. And you shall anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat of Abel-Meholah, as your prophet in your place. Whoever escapes from the sword of Hazel, Jehu shall kill. And whoever escapes from the sword of Jehu, Elisha shall kill. Yet I will leave seven thousand in Israel, all the knees that have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. This is the word of the Lord. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans, chapter 10. Moses writes concerning the righteousness that comes from the law, that the person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that comes from faith says, Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, on your lips and in your heart. That is, the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart and is so justified, and one confesses with the mouth and so is saved. The scripture says, No one who believes in him will be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Our Gospel is taken from Matthew chapter 14, beginning at verse 22. Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side of the sea, while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat 
battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning he came walking towards them on the lake. But when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Now I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. After Elijah's extraordinary demonstration of the power of the Lord at Mount Carmel, where he set fire to his sacrifices on an altar surrounded by deep water, simply by calling on the Lord to set light to them, he took all the prophets of Baal to the Wadi at Kishon and killed them there. For this reason, he is fleeing for his life. He is on the run from Jezebel and her forces, and is hiding in a cave. Now often when we are in peril, we turn to God for help. And Elijah, of course, does just this. But the question then will be, where do we look for God? And how do we find him? I went many years ago through a phase of reading books about mountaineering. Not so much the Chris Bonington adventures, but stories of much earlier climbers who, with little more than ropes, climbed the Swiss Alps. One book I recall was called Summits and Secrets, and it provided an insight into the climbers' minds, their delight and the awe they felt in crossing glaciers, camping on ridges, and naturally, of course, on attaining summits. These were inspiring accounts, and certainly a mountain would be a very good place to connect with the divine. So I'd like us to imagine ourselves then in a shelter high up on a mountain, having been told that the Lord is about to pass by. Now this itself is a stimulating idea. How would we feel if we were told that the Lord is to pass by out there, just next to St Clement's? We would surely go and see, and we might be even more inclined to go, if there were a mighty wind. After all, God is big and all-powerful. So a wind that was so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks could seem to be exactly what we expect. But the Lord was not there. An earthquake, likewise deeply resonant, terrifying, literally earth-shattering. But the Lord was not there. Nor was the Lord in the flickering tongues of fire and the crackle and snap of burning woodland. And then there was the sound of sheer, 
silence. I doubt that any of us has ever heard it. Well, maybe Mike Tapper in his submarine lying on the ocean bottom. But even then I'm not sure. It is so difficult to find total quiet. Deserts are claimed to be the best places on earth. Here is Gertrude Bell writing to her father during her first desert journey. Shall I tell you my first impression? The silence. Silence and solitude fall around you like an impenetrable veil, she said. But for most of us, uh, there is always something making a noise somewhere. And in any case, the silence that Elijah encountered is not an absence, not arrived at by stripping away the sounds of animals, birds, insects, twigs or heartbeats, but it is a presence. The Lord passed by, bringing the silence of the very beginning with him. This may be more terrifying than all that went before. The earth was a formless void and the darkness covered the deep. And God said, What are you doing here, Elijah? Contemplate that for a moment. Imagine that you have gone to look for God in one of your favourite and expectant places, on the marsh, in a cathedral, up a mountain. And God comes in this great silence you have found and asks, Steve, what are you doing here? John Greenleaf Whittier an American Quaker poet, born in 1807 in Massachusetts, is known to us as the author of Dear Lord and Father of Mankind. We recall the final line of the hymn, which refers to this passage from 1 Kings. Speak to us through the earthquake, wind and fire, O still small voice of calm. But in the original poem, which was called The Brewing of Soma, about priests, by the way, seeking the divine, there is the verse which is omitted from our hymn. With that deep hush subduing all, our words and works that drown the tender whisper of your call, as noiseless, let thy blessing fall, as fell thy manner down. The Lord passes by and brings down the impenetrable veil, subduing our words and our works, which are filling God's silence, which is there already within us. And when we find this deep inner peace, then we are ready to face the question, what are we doing here? Amen. And so we join together in affirming our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, 
Light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Lord in heaven, we pray for your church here on earth, everywhere, and particularly for the Church of England here in Norfolk, where we are especially affected by the debates concerning finance, clergy and buildings. Be with our bishops, Graham, Allen and Jonathan, and their teams, as they look towards the future and help them make the right decisions. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we pray for the country of Lebanon and the city of Beirut, for all those who have lost loved ones, for the thousands who were injured or made homeless. And we look to you, Lord, to help us. Send your Holy Spirit to this place, so that aid and support may reach the most needy. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, each day we hear of more redundancies, more job losses, wage cuts, and of declining mental health. Give us wisdom and compassion that we may draw alongside those who are most affected. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, who came to heal the sick, be with all those who are ill, especially any who are testing positive for COVID-19. We pray too for those whose treatments for other illnesses have been delayed or postponed. And in a moment of quiet, we pray for those who are known to us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for those that we no longer see, but who we love. And we pray now for the friends and families of Douglas Codman. Be with them as they mourn the loss of their father. And uh, be with them as they settle down to a new way of being. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Grant, O Lord, we pray, that as a tree is known by its fruit, so may we be recognised as your children 
by the things that we do and we say. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And so we join together now in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rain fall softly on your fields. Until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you now and always. Amen.